Ephesians 3:19, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How can we know something that surpasses knowledge? Here the Apostle Paul wrote about believers knowing in our actual experience what we cannot know with our thinking fully or comprehensively. What, what does that mean? It means that we can know Christ's love in its power in our lives and its effect on each of us while we can't understand or describe the love of Christ fully regarding its nature and depth. A weary hiker may receive refreshment from drinking from a spring even though that traveler couldn't understand how that water spring is fed by the depths of the ocean. You still take a drink and be refreshed. In order for our hearts to gain from the love of Christ, we have to accept the love of Christ that reaches us through our appreciation of it, not through our ability to quantify it, fully grasp it, or describe it. Just our appreciation of it, our acceptance of it, our reception of it. That's how we can know love, we, even though that love surpasses knowledge. Um, don't feel bad. Angels don't get it either. The Apostle Peter told us that, 1 Peter 1.12, speaking of the love of Christ that's expressed in the suffering and his glory, wrote that these things are, quote, things into which angels long to look. 1 Peter 1.12. Angels long to understand the suffering of Christ and the love that drove Christ to suffer to save us. Angels admire the love of Christ for us. Angels adore the love of Christ. Angels long to look into the love of Christ further, but angels cannot. It surpasses the knowledge of angels of heaven. So let's not be surprised that the love of Christ surpasses our knowledge also in some way. And what specifically? Two things, the birth of Christ and the death of Christ. Christmas, admit it, you don't fully get how God could condescend to take on human nature. We believe it, we hold to it, we confess it. We would die to defend it, but we don't fully get it. Two natures, one person, it hovers above our cognitive ability. Admit it. We don't know how it works. We don't fully understand the mystery of the dual subsistence of the Son of God, two natures, both God and man. But one wonders whether we'll even grasp it when we get to heaven. We do admire it. We admire him. We worship him. We don't really get it. There's greatness in the truth of Christmas into which we cannot fully reach, but we dance around it. It's glorious, as close as you can get but we can be blessed by it. We can admire what's infinite and get a sense of it and go no farther. That's one way in which we know the love of Christ, but it surpasses knowledge. And the other one, the last one, is the death of Christ. You see, God alone knows what's fully deserved because of our sin. The needed punishment, the way that punishment's fully expended on Jesus is something we can't fully understand. 
Maybe only Jesus can. Those others who undergo the punishments of God, you can't speak to them because they'll suffer in an ongoing way into eternity future without end. They'll never see, they'll never know the extent of the punishment their sins deserve. How can we claim to possibly have the full knowledge that Christ suffered unto death for us because of the curse of his law? Only God knows what's contained within these everlasting matters. But we can still know that we're loved. That comes through loud and clear. The death of Christ communicates God's love for us. The result of the death of Christ is you being loved. It's the effect of us learning anything about this. We feel loved by God. But that love still surpasses our knowledge. We know. We're convinced. But at the same time, we have no idea. We have no idea how much he loves us. You just can't grasp it. That's pretty cool. Listen again. That's all in this one little sentence. To know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, 19. Filled with all the fullness of God. Even Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us, he did it all from love. It's unspeakable. It's, It's indescribable. It's incomprehensible, but it's a blessing, it's a joy, it's a boon to us, it's a most pleasant thing to consider and to receive. And when we consider how little we love him in return, we start over in thanking him for his patience with us and his mercy to us. And we turn heavenward in our praise and appreciation for his love and his blessings that that flow from his love. John writes in Revelation 5.9, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And all we can say is, Amen to that, right along with the angels. Just have a reminder here, this is solemn stuff. It's for those who understand it. It's not for young children and visitors.